listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 333. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the, I had no idea you were so miserable until I heard you explain it to the doctor and I kind of wish I had known sooner, but I love you anyway. John Brownstone. <laughs> Y'all, you can see the look he's giving me. He's not perturbed. I think he's just confused. <laughs> if I had told you every five minutes you'd have been asking, are you okay? Oh, okay? I was already asking that. Are you okay? I was already asking Yeah, but that. it was every 10 minutes instead of every <laughs> so five. got a reprieve. Are you saying I check in too often? Yes. And I need to leave you the hell alone? I love you, but yes. <laughs> so maybe I'm an over-communicator <laughs> and an anxious person who worries about the daddy that she loves. <laughs> just saying. Just, I'm just, still the hero in this story. Just a little. Just a little. Hey. <laughs> Uh, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, this week's episode is a Q&A episode, and we asked for questions over at that handle I fucking hate, uh, if you needed a reason to follow us there. I mean, I think I do make slightly humorous reels as well, if you needed another reason, but that is where we got our questions for this episode from. Uh, and we got so many, then I'm not even sure we're going to be able to get through all of them. We shall see. If we can actually do a rapid fire, yes. Okay. If we cannot, no, we will not. There's too many. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our key patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, we get to keep doing this whatever the fuck it is on the internet <laughs> because of our kinky patrons. And we are grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kingsters, you can join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay. Before we get into answering uh, the questions we received, uh, a couple of announcements. First, uh, for podcast listeners, this will be perfect timing for live stream watchers, less so. Uh, the Kinkery is going to have one more holiday sale starting this Friday, December 9th. The best way to know that it has started and you don't have to try to like remember, hey, has it started? Either subscribe to the Kinkery newsletter, that's at thekinkery.com, or follow us on any of our socials. We're at the Kinkery uh, everywhere except on Fat Life, where we're the Kinkery shop, because somebody else was already the Kinkery. Yeah. Um, that'll be a free shipping, uh, standard shipping on US orders of $35 or more starting Friday, December 9th. More information will be on the website. But if you want to like know when it's happening, just subscribe to our newsletter or follow us on socials. We'll let you know. One last sale before the holidays. Um, so there was that. And then, and then the more important part, a big thank you to this week's sponsor, Yay. Twisted Mountain Toys. So for live stream watchers and anybody who follows us on Instagram, you will have seen what we were sent as like, hey, look at what they do. Uh, <laughs> we are holding a, it's not even the biggest one they make y'all. It's called the Thick Smash and it's, it's a, girthy girthy mm -hmm. uh chunky one uh looks like a christmas tree because it has these ridges that go all the way down 
the uh, shaft of the dildo and they get slightly larger as they go down. The, the one I'm holding in my hand is this pretty light purple and has the coolest swirls. Yeah. And then also they have butt plugs. <laughs> and we're holding a bright purple one. Uh, podcast uh, listeners, if you're like, I want to see what they look like. Well, you have two choices. You can, three choices. Come to the video. Uh, go forward to about like minute 10 or 15. You'll see them. Go over to our Instagram. It's there in the feed. Uh, or go to the Twisted Mountain Toys shop on Etsy. OMG, link in the places. Um, and if you're like entranced by everything they freaking offer, uh, we have a coupon code. Coffee 10, ah. the, the numbers one zero, coffee one zero, uh, 10% off. So uh, yeah, and um, it's not like it's ending anytime soon. So you got time to shop and they have so many cool dildos. They're so pretty, they're so pretty. So Twisted Mountain Toys um, mm-hmm. is, uh, well, I'm gonna say cricket owned. <laughs> Because Kelly, who is one of the owners, is definitely a proud cricket. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly. Um, so Mountain is the person who is the other owner. And uh, the I said, okay, so tell me tell me something about Twisted Mountain Toys other than the fact that these fucking dildos look amazing. Um, so as a big guy, Mountain struggled to find toys that were adjusted for bigger bodies. And so decided to make them for his own use and to share with others. Uh, he's got an engineering uh, background in product development, so he knows how to make good products, and that's what they sell. Am I waving the dildo at yes, the camera? Yes, you are. Yes, I am. This makes a good pointer, just like a wand almost, except it's <laughs> too short and fat for that. Lola likes them too. She would like you to know. So the company's the Lola seal of approval. Lola seal of approval. <laughs> company's goal is to make fun products for bodies of all sizes and needs. Mildly twisted kinky toys, which I'm always here for. Am I maniacally waving the dildo at the camera? Yes, I am. It, look, I use my hands. So now I've got something yeah. in my hand, and it's this. So just as long as you have a firm grip on it, you know that's always important. <laughs> They uh, also make products that serve the LGBT community, which uh, Mountain is a part of. Uh, And they tailor their items. um, They have items tailored to folks with disabilities as well. Mm. Uh, Many of their dildos are uh, strap-on friendly, so you can use them that way. Uh, And my favorite, Kelly said, our team is made up of goofballs and weirdos in the good way. Laughter and sarcasm abound in the shop. And I was like, same girl, same. Uh, Sounds like a fun place. I would share a workspace with with that team. Absolutely. Am I still waving around the thick smash? (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. So uh, (laughs) they have a shop on Etsy, uh, Twisted Mountain Toys, if you're just on Etsy and want to search. They also have a website where you can get more information about them, their individual products, twistedmountaintoys.com. Links are in the places. If you decide to shop, please do let let us support fellow small sex and kink related businesses, uh, the coupon code you should definitely use is COFFEE10, and that's the number 10, one zero, COFFEE10, Twisted Mountain Toys. Check them out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I if if things if things go well, I may I may need to order some smash dildos because they have a few different like varieties mm-hmm. in variety of sizes and holiday themed colors. And next year, they'll just sit at the back of our recording table as decoration. There's our decoration. Yeah. I <laughs> I love cool dildos, even though I do not physically use dildos as often as I once did, which is really, I don't know why. I don't have a reason. Um, 
And uh, I would not, there's so many cool ones out there. I would not mind starting a, a dildo collection. That is also decor. Just saying. Well, you know, just I, I just I just realized, and, and I know it's just kind of like a snowball of everything. I mean, here we are in December, and we don't have our coffee tree out. We don't have any of our trees out. We I haven't know. decorated at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So, thank you, Twisted Mountain Toys. Uh, thankfully, they know us, so they knew this was going to be chaotic, but... <laughs> Oh my God, check them out. <laughs> so cool. The colors are amazing. The swirls from the silicone pores are amazing. Yeah. The options are so cool. Coffee 10 is the coupon code. Okay, we are going to get into the questions. Woo. And as I was explaining to JB, because I see these questions as they come in, because I'm monitoring uh, that handle I fucking hate <laughs> over on Instagram. Loving DS and the number one, loving DS1. That's who we are on Instagram. You can see why that might piss me off, because that's not our name. But anyway. That's a story that we've told many times. I'm sure we'll tell many times again. Um, but I have seen the questions and you have not. And I was explaining, hey, we've gotten so many. Unless we do a rapid fire, we're not getting through them all. Uh, I'm here for trying to do a rapid fire. Okay. But I still can't guarantee anything. So we're going to get into it. The um, whoop. And then my phone decided to do something. Right. There we go. Um, this first question I'm not exactly sure what exactly what they're asking, so we're going to take it at face value and then put our own spin on it. Uh, Daddy Dom to get rid of all his stress from work is a good thing or a bad thing? So my first like clarifying question is, what do you mean by get rid of stress? Like mm -hmm. use kink to work out stress or the idea that... Or work the kinks out. <laughs> <laughs> or that... Something about your kink life should get rid of all of uh, a yeah. D types stress. We no no relationship can do that. <laughs> I think it depends on the stress and what's causing it. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. It's one of those things, you know. It's I know it's difficult for us, and I I try to do it as much as I can. You know, they say when you come home from work. You kind of need to put decompress, decompress, put the work behind you mm -hmm. and and, you know, you're you're away from it and, and step into a different mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's always kind of hard to do. You know, now I know when I worked in the in an office job and I would come home, um, you know, one of the things to to kind of get into that mindset, I would have you undress me. Mm hmm. You know, mm -hmm. out of my my work day clothes and into something more relaxing for you know being home. Sure, kind of switch gears. Correct. A bit. Correct. I'm when I think of this question, I'm thinking of the times I have said to you very early on in our relationship because I know better now. I would not say this now. I would say you are clearly stressed. Take it out on me, Daddy. Mm -hmm. And. In some ways, depending on the type of stress, the level of it, how it was making you feel beyond either overwhelmed or just like noisy mind or angry, that could be kind of sexy in the short term. And a couple of times we kind of played where you were like, yeah, let me, let me f use this sort of frustration a little bit, but you mm -hmm. still had enough control over yourself where it was still play, you weren't actually taking your stress out of me. Right. But there have been, in the course of our relationship, there have been times where you've had to stop yourself either mid-play or before we started because you were so 
Usually angry was the emotion that you might have. More so, yeah. Which stress can certainly cause anger. Mm -hmm. Where you were like, this is not safe to do. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not in the right mindset right, for this. We're yeah. not going to continue. So while it was kind of a fantasy I was having, not at all based on reality, uh, of, <laughs> oh, just, you know, get your, use me as like, you know, your stress relief and, you know, hit me with a paddle for a while consensually. Like, I th first of all, I think I thought I knew what I was suggesting. I did not. Two, I think uh, from our experience and our perspective, your mileage will definitely vary. It was an unsafe thing to ask because I could not possibly have understood the depth of whatever stress you were going through. Yeah. And also, unintentionally I was minimizing it because what I was saying is, well, it, it's surface level enough that we could play a little bit and there's that mm -hmm. stress release, which absolutely can be a thing. But instead I was saying, oh, this this constant, it, similar to you, work stress that you can't get away from, that's causing burnout, that makes you miserable, I think can be alleviated by a kink scene. And again, mm -hmm. sometimes, Temporarily, it could be, but if I was asking to be to help you de-stress completely from work, that was very yeah. naive of me because mm -hmm. it could have been unsafe. Yeah, and it also didn't wouldn't really work necessarily the way the fantasy envisioned. But I mean, again, there's there's other ways I think of doing that, which then lead back into the DS aspect. Mm -hmm of the relationship, you know, and, and again, the, the question is vague and I'm just kind of, you know, going over a few things here, you know, that could help switch mindset. You know, I don't know what kind of situation they're in. Um, you know, when he comes home from work, um, if the S type could be kneeling by the door, sure. you know, or wait, you know, have their collar, Sure. You know, to be put on or or fix the the D type uh, a favorite drink or something. You know, something to make that shift from this part of my day that is stressful to right. this part of my day that hopefully is less stressful. Yeah, and it doesn't alleviate the stress mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you feel, but it allows you to maybe temporarily take your mind off of it as much as that. Because right. it all depends on the type of stress we're talking about. True, if we're talking true. about like the typical like stressors of work where your boss is a dumbass, traffic sucked, <laughs> yeah. you know, God, that client was uh, like, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, I think that you can certainly play, you can have a protocol and a routine. Mm -hmm. I think you can do that. If we're talking about like deep, deep burnout where you question every life choice you've made yeah. that led to that job on that day at that <laughs> moment sometimes one a full stress relief is not even possible right uh just because a partner decides they're going to be a stress relief like it's always going to be there that you can only modulate it a little bit and also depending on the person depending on the situation your power exchange or your kink play might not be enough for that in fact you've had high stress times that were so stressful the thing you didn't need was power exchange or kink you needed right. to be left alone completely right. you didn't want to make decisions you didn't want to be in charge yeah. of anything that's how brutal the stress was mm -hmm. so i think it depends but it was kind of a vague question so we could be completely off the mark Okay, next question. My top partner likes brats. I feel like I'm mostly submissive. What can I do to be more bratty? 
I have an immediate thought before you have ideas. I'll, I'll let you. The immediate thought is ask your partner what kind of bratty behavior they like. Because yeah. we could give you all the tips in the world. And if any of those are an active turnoff for a partner. <laughs> That's true. It's not helpful at all. That's now, true. that being said, in beyond the ask your partner what, you know, they'd like to see or what what is fun for them or whatever, whatever. Beyond that, what would you say? I mean, I, I think I think what you said goes perfectly with this, um, because even to even to a certain extent, um, you know, bratting should be done with consent. Sure. sure. Yeah. You know, so. But I also think that bratting is like anything else, any other role we play in kink. If it's not a thing that does anything for you, mm -hmm. um, if it feels wrong to you, you also shouldn't have to twist yourself in knots to try and be something you're not right. for a partner. So there's that line as well. Mm -hmm. the, the ideas that come to mind beyond talk to your partner, yeah. consent to whatever you decide to do, is to be playful. Like you don't have to go into some sort of, this isn't necessarily about um, age player being on the little spectrum, although some, not all brats will absolutely say that that's also part of it. Yeah. It's really about a playfulness. If you have any natural snark, sass, sarcasm in you, I have found it's a bit about letting that out. You will find where the line is. You will <laughs> usually find it after you've crossed it. <laughs> yeah. And your partner is not happy with you. Uh, <laughs> but if that's a part of your personality at all, like I would lean into the natural parts of your personality um, while also staying within the realm of what your partner is kind of mm -hmm. interested in that you are willing and able to do. Like you don't have to do something just because a partner wants you to. Like it's it's got to work for you too. But yeah, playfulness. Because I don't even consider myself a brat. Other people look at me and go, oh, you're definitely bratty. I'm like, that is not a <laughs> label I use for myself, thanks. Because I'm not willfully trying to break a rule, get in trouble, cause problems. I'm just having a good time. And sometimes I step across the line. Sometimes it's yeah, the edge do. of a toe. And sometimes I leap across the line <laughs> because I'm trying to be a good girl. I'm trying to be the kind of submissive and, yeah. that I want to be. Mm -hmm. But the sass is strong. Uh, <laughs> and so I thankfully have a partner where I don't have to hide that. The heart is good, but. Look, 95% of the time, <laughs> shit gets done as you want it to, when you want it to. True. True, true. 75% of that, it's done with a cheerful attitude. <laughs> it's the, that other 25% where it's done mm -hmm. with some sass is all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, bratty behavior, depending on the person you speak to about why they brat or what it is they like about it can be from testing limits. Mm -hmm. Some brats are all about that. I am not, I, mm -mm, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to jump rope with somebody's limits. I'm my own or a partner's. I'm not trying to do that mm -hmm. for others. It's a playfulness. It's mm -hmm. a, I think this is funny. I think this is silly. I think this, right. You know, I'm a practical jokester kind and, of person. And, and for others, bratting is, is a way to, to challenge. Right. To, to take that submission. So if you don't want to test, if you're not the type of person who wants to test limits or challenge the power exchange or your partner or whatever, stay away from that. Don't, don't worry about that. If that does not feel right to you, if that's not what you want out of your 
relationship or your submission, then leave it the fuck alone. That's not what I want. I don't play with that at all. I get really upset if I think I have challenged in a way that's not beneficial to our relationship or not what I meant to do. I'm not actively trying to do that. I'm just trying to have, have a good time and be <laughs> silly and and say the things that come to mind that society has taught me I probably shouldn't say, but my daddy goes, yeah, say it, because we'll see what happens. I don't know. May the odds be forever in your favor. Look, if you did not give me the positive feedback of laughing like that, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. But 90% of the time I amuse you, 10% true, true, of the time, true. you're like, nope, that was a step too far. And you either turn it into a fun, like, sexy power exchange moment, or you do not. Mm-hmm. And we go from there. So... Talk to your partner first. What what do they like? Yeah. Uh, make sure they know when you're doing it. Get consent that this is, hey, we're doing this. And three, you know, don't be something you're not. And if you've got a little bit of playfulness in you, it's hard. If you have tamped down your playfulness, most of your adult life or your, just your life in general, it's hard to let it out. But my experience is once I tapped into it with a safe person, uh, then, then that was. The floodgates were opened. You couldn't put that back in the bottle. No. That genie wasn't going back in. Sorry. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so next question. <laughs> oh, okay. If you're if you were in a relationship and broke up and he has your vibrator, do you ask for it back? Depends on the vibrator. If it was a cheapy one I can easily replace, I'm non-confrontational. And if we've broken up, I don't want to talk to you. So I'm probably going to not even worry about it. I'm certainly not going to chase anybody down. But if it's one of those $200 fuckers or it's like the only one that's getting me off, oh, we're going to court for custody, minimum. Like, I want this back. This was an investment piece. Would you ask for a toy back? And we are not breaking up. That's not even possible in this realm of reality or any other in the multiverse. However. I mean, probably, I, it, it depends. I, I guess the, 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 the question that my mind would conceive is, like, why would he? Why would he want to keep it? Why? You know, I mean. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, unless they're just being an ass and are like, "Oh, well, I know you want uh, this, yeah. so I'm not going to give it back," or it's so low priority for them that you ask for it back, and they are not putting any effort into remembering to give it to you or getting it back to you. Right. Right. Yeah, and I then it also depends on how bad was it, if it was a friendly decent breakup you should yeah. be able to do an exchange of stuff move on i know teenagers who handle it better than some adults true true but if it's a contentious one or an unsafe one or whatever yeah it might be oops I that's mean, de- gone I definitely guess if it's unsafe it. i think it's better to, to write it off yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you just you don't know, even worry about it but um yeah if it, if it was non-contentious and you know breakups are rough regardless sure you know, but but especially if you have something that they would like back, I don't see anything wrong in asking for your stuff back. Do a you know, yeah, a prisoner exchange, if mm-hmm. you will. <laughs> like, right? oh, I'll, yeah. give me back my vibrator, and you can have back your set of floggers. Thanks, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have to. I'd be weighing so many options before, and and situations and scenarios, and before I would even think about asking. Okay. This was a good one because we have lived this one. Uh What rules slash protocol do you follow while navigating conflict as 24-7 DS? Mm -hmm. Like when we're in conflict, but we have a power exchange, what do we, do we have any rules or protocol that we follow? Um, well, to a certain extent, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things early on that I, I told her when we were getting into a relationship, um, she was free to tell me anything. Sure. As long as it is done with respect. You know, um, mm-hmm. we do not, you know, we, we are human. We have our foibles. We have our conflicts just like anybody else. Um, you know, we treat each other respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, we never, ever call each other names. No. No, we're not devolving into you unhealthy know, bullshit. No. Nope, nope, nope. If that, we are, there's a bigger problem in the right. relationship. I mean, that that's something that, that is set in stone. And we do not bring up the past. No, because we tend to resolve the, past, the right. things as they happen. We don't right. always resolve them maybe as quickly as we should because it depends on the situation. But we don't let things fester. So there's nothing to bring up. Um, and the... Speak, saying anything and being respectful goes both ways. So it's not just a rule that I follow because I'm the submissive. It is a mm-hmm. relationship rule. Right. When we speak to one another, especially in conflict, right. we will be respectful. Now, we are not perfect. No. We have, we have definitely forgotten ourselves and thrown that out the window. Um, from my perspective as a submissive, You've never been, you've never screamed at me, you've never name called, Mm-mm. but you have been at the height of like us just really going at it, which thankfully is very rare. Mm-hmm. You have been very dismissive. You've even tried to dom me out of, in a situation where we were in conflict. And the one thing I would say, it's more of an <laughs> yeah. unspoken rule. If we are in conflict as not, I did something wrong as a submissive in a power exchange and that has to be dealt with. Not that kind of conflict. We tend to be pretty calm about that anyway, but like, we're doing the typical relationship thing where we are disagreeing vehemently over something like money or child raising or Mm -hmm. something, something, something that is tapping all of our negative emotions, hitting all of our stress buttons and probably triggering us from every childhood trauma we've (laughs) We've ever had. One, you can't, he doesn't get to dom in that situation. He can't just use a voice and go, well, you have to do what I said because I said so. We are, (laughs) even with the power imbalance, we are two adults dealing with this conflict. Has he tried at his worst moments? Yes. Did I have a disproportionately large and angry and I look like a crazy lady reaction? Uh Yes. (laughs) Because I can't articulate well how I know when we're in a conflict that the dom sub thing, it's not out the window, it's not gone, it's like laid to the side for a second, but I know what it feels like. And when we're in that, we are equal ass fucking adults dealing with this and we will both be heard. And he goes in for the the big D voice. I have zero tolerance for it because it's it's the childhood trauma. <laughs> it's too similar to, to shit that happened when I was a kid and I don't handle it well. Um, <laughs> have I said to him in mid-conflict, oh no, 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 you won't speak to me that way. <laughs> yes, I have. Did I sound respectful? Not really. Um, <laughs> the thing that matters is once we can, both agree, go your fucking separate ways for 10 minutes and take a fucking breath. When we come back to each other, we're both apologizing for where we fucked up almost immediately, Mm -hmm. usually. And then we're talking through it. We're talking through the conflict and then why we had such big 
a big reaction. With with us, light. with you and I, we are both very, very strong-willed personalities. Yes. And when we get into a conflict, we kind of need those moments apart. M- moments apart. I don't like and, them, but uh, you're right, we do. And you know, even early on, when there were times. When you tried pressing me. Because I want to just resolve it so I'm not I thinking know. about it anymore. <laughs> and and I, I told you, I said, no, we both need time to cool down and think about this. And that you'll use your big D voice on. And yeah. that's fine. And I, I need, I that's a time I need you to be big D because I am so terrified of conflict between us and bad feelings because of every yeah. shitty thing that's happened to me in the past from romantic relationships to parental ones yeah. that I, my, it's a triggering thing i but, am terrified of leaving but, it undone. but what has helped over time i've noticed you are better about yeah, it yeah i am because over time when i have when i have told you you know no we need a time out from this mm-hmm. and we'll get back to it later you know i will get back to it later and not right. just try to sweep it under the rug the first few times i didn't know that yet i didn't trust that mm-hmm. yet what i trusted was what i remembered from being younger and how bad that was and i was yeah. like i'm not gonna let a relationship be ruined because we said we talked about it and we didn't <laughs> now now here's where this is the sassy baby girl i know <laughs> sometimes Recently, especially because man, and I understand that I understand this from my own childhood and my own experience. Pain will make you a motherfucker, okay? And I know that, and so yeah. I try to be really sensitive to that. Uh, <laughs> we've had more times of conflict where the answer was, "Let us go our separate ways, calm the fuck down, mm-hmm. and come uh, regroup later." Right? And <laughs> a couple times I've been the one to go, "No, no, no, we'll talk about this later." <laughs> and in my head, I go. Take that, daddy. I'm walking away and not saying anything. And then the last time it happened, we were, you were kind of an ass during that argument. And we're laying in bed and I'm not talking. I got nothing to say. I'm not shooting the shit. I'm not making small talk. I'm, I could be falling off the bed and drowning. I'm not saying a word. We're taking a moment to pause. And I, and I was so proud of myself and so annoyed. And then out of the darkness, I hear this voice go, I'm sorry. I was a bit of an ass. And I was, and I have learned some, there's some level of maturity. What I thought was, yeah, the fuck you were. That is not what I said. Respectful submissive me went, it's okay. I, you know, we're good and thank you. And I'm sorry too. And I say I'm sorry too, not because I think I'm supposed to, but because once we get into conflict like that, I'm not being my best submissive self. I'm not even being my best Kayla self. I'm probably a raging bitch, even if I do it with gritted teeth and a smile because I'm Southern. I can do that. Um, and so I probably heart. <laughs> I have a tone I need to apologize for and acknowledge that that was not my best self. So, uh, one, no, we can't do uh, rapid fire questions. Two, there's <laughs> once the conflict gets to a certain that. point, <laughs> once the conflict gets to a certain point, it's mostly about trying to be good, responsible, mature adults who care about the relationship, less yeah. about trying to be our best DNS self. Right. Right. Okay. Next question. Huh. This is a good question, but it's also like, huh. How often do you have 
vanilla-ish sex versus full-on scenes. We don't have vanilla sex. No. Even when outside looking in, you might call, you might go, that sounds vanilla to me. No. There's always some aspect of. Because you've initiated it, because I don't. Mm -hmm. Total Dom thing. There's, if you want me to like actually like be in the moment, you're gonna pull my hair, right? Scratch my skin, do something to cause pain or to assert dominance, right? Like, we don't even just like make out and kiss like in a one. We don't do that a lot anyway, and we probably should have a conversation about that. But two, <laughs> even when we do that, there's some assertion of dominance, or I'm gonna tease and try and pull that out of you so that you're like. Fuck this shit. I'm in charge here. I've done that my whole life with partners. So um, we don't. We I wouldn't call any of our sex even vanilla-ish because of that. Uh, how often do we do full-on scenes? <sighs> not often enough. No. Not often enough. I mean, and not all of our scenes end in sex. I mean, sometimes they do. But I think, not all the time. I no. think this year, between with everything that's gone on, we've had... Three full scenes. Mm-hmm. One ended in sex. Yeah. Y'all, it's December. Excuse me. <laughs> and out of 365 days, <laughs> less than I know, there's still time left in the year. But you yeah. know what I mean? Three full scenes. Yep. One ended in sex. One of them was just recently. <laughs> I know. My my birthday spanking, <laughs> that was a month over month late. Yeah. So the answer is not often. <laughs> <laughs> okay next question if you wrote a healthy or better or however you want to describe it version of 50 shades one of those type books what would it be what's your plot well i, I did several years ago self-published it and they never talked about it again <laughs> <laughs> i called it the adventures of sir and baby girl yeah uh did i name the main uh dominant male character jonathan yes i did yes i did (laughs) did i base none of the scenarios are us but did i base everything else on us uh yes i did yes Mm -hmm. i did they say write what you know so um then there was madame gretchen i did write madame gretchen which uh there's some things i would definitely change about that i've 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 learned some things anyway (laughs) that plot was submissive woman with (laughs) low self-esteem and poor relationships meets confident, self-assured, dominant, and they navigate what it means to overcome the insecurities, to um, negotiate the relationship, to deal with family, uh, to get married. Yeah, of course I did that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't promote it because you couldn't pay me enough to reread that. I, and I, that was after I did a second edit and tried to fix some things. Uh, but yeah, if I'm gonna write that, I'm gonna write about that particular story was from the perspective of who I was at the time and, mm. and who you were with embellishments that were not us. Um, if I'm gonna write that story, I'm gonna write about flawed people who have their own, what we always call baggage, but their own shit to overcome and deal with and what it looks like to navigate that and the power exchange. And in the middle, there's gonna be some kinky sex, probably gonna be awkward at least once because of course it is, (laughs) because that's reality. Like it is Lola approved clearly. Uh, Because (laughs) I like to read the like pure fantasy. You wouldn't find it in a real relation, not a real healthy relationship. As long as it's not so, 
unrealistic that it bring, takes me out of the moment. But mm-hmm. if I write it, I'm going to put in the foibles. I'm going to put in the conflict. I'm going to yeah. put in the imperfections because that's what that means to me, a power exchange relationship, a kink relationship. Yeah. What plot would you write if you were writing? I have no idea. You would just go, yeah, sure, this is what I look like. Put that description of your, your male character yeah. in. And I go, okay, thank you. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not the writer. This one is for you then, because I don't have a clue. Uh-oh. What is your favorite brand or maker of rope for both heavy and light play? Who do you like for rope? Um, These days, I would have to say... Um, dye addict rope. Didn't we buy several? We, yeah, we did. Okay. We did buy buy uh, several things, and I I love it. And um, they have come out with. I followed them on Fet and and Instagram, mm-hmm. and they one their rope is good quality. I I love the quality of their rope, and they have some absolutely beautiful colors mm-hmm. real saturated rich colors if I yeah remember. and dye addict is d-y-e addict yeah dye addict mm-hmm. and um you know they're they're always updating their colors mm, okay okay they they just don't yeah we have these colors and that's what we got no they're always working on on new stuff and and new colors that they're adding mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah, okay, they're they're Florida folk like us. Sure, and some of the best you know, people are right. And you know, small business, and and you know, mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm big about small business. I don't know how we we right? could be how, big how, about how, small how business. That? Thekingery.com. But um, yeah, that's that's who I would have to say. Dyadic growth, okay. hands down. Cool. Here we go. Uh, next question: Kink Christmas. Uh, gift ideas for your friends with benefits daddy dom so i'm going to give the really practical boring answer Mm -hmm. make sure you know what they like and are into and would want first because nothing sucks more than to get really excited about like a toy and to find out that the person you're going to gift it to is like i have no interest in this kink i have no interest in this sensation i have Mm -hmm. no interest in this activity so like the mom answer is make sure it aligns with their kinks and their (laughs) desires yeah that being said what kinky Christmas gift ideas would you have for a friends with benefits, mm-hmm. Daddy Dom? I'm here um, for toys. I I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a thing, you know, friends with benefits. If you have, you know, certain play that that you engage in with that person, and you're like, you know, they're saying, oh well, you know, I wish I had this toy that I could do that with, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's one way to to do it, and. I, I think the best way is is to just kind of you know keep your ears open. What are they What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've always been interested in X, but I've never you know never. Yeah, because there's two different gift ideas there based on those conversations. There's what are they currently into that they might like right. to try a new toy or take to another level. Also, what are they interested in getting into right. that an entry level product or gift? would help them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, are two options. And then all the third option uh, is a gift card. Yep. Uh, many, many small business kink and sex 
retailers, including the Kinkery, the Kinkery.com, sell gift cards. So if you're like, I know you want something, this type of thing, but I have no idea what to get you and I wouldn't want to fuck that up, go with a gift card and let them do the shopping themselves and or shop with them because then you're talking about, ooh, look at this thing and we can try that together when we get to scene next and stuff like that. But that will depend on how tight knit you are because the question was for friends with benefits. Um, but the type of gift that lets y'all explore a mutual kink together that you know is a mutual kink, never a bad idea, I don't think. Okay. Apparently she's just talking to the neighbors. She, <laughs> she doesn't want to come back inside, yeah. but she doesn't want to shut the hell up. That's Lola barking in the background. I don't know if the mics are picking it up. Okay, next question. Have you ever seen a total power exchange dynamic that appears totally healthy? And uh, the the thing I'd have to pull apart is how do you define total power exchange? Some people define total power exchange as just 24 seven DS. Mm. You and I are in it. I hope we come across as healthy. Other people define it as like the micromanaged uh, right. master slave dynamic um, and that's total power exchange. Um, on the lighter end of that, where we might fall under, yes, absolutely, I've seen healthy ones. Mm-hmm. Under the micromanaged master-slave relationship, I think we know of two that probably would come under that definition that we have seen that appeared from the outside <laughs> healthy. Uh, and that's the thing. It's only what you can tell from the outside looking in. If you're right. not living the life with them all the time, you have mm-hmm. no way of knowing, is this everything it, it appears to be uh, from an observer. Mm. Um, one, we we only knew what one person in the relationship relayed, um, and that was mostly online, but we had both had conversations and gotten to know that, that person. Um, it, I think so. I think they tried to make it as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. When we were aware of their relationship, though, they hadn't really run into yet the life stressors where power exchange does just doesn't always fit as as much yeah. as you'd like it to. The other relationship is the one who um, we came across multiple times, but we, the first time was when they were giving a workshop um, about their type of relationship, and they talked about the communication process they have for yes. dealing with conflict within that kind of relationship, mm-hmm. and. Um, that was probably, it was not something I would be willing to live under, but it was, from appearances, it was healthy. Yeah. Can you, do you have any other examples? No, I think that's good. Okay. Go check, go check on the dog. Um, next, I'll, we'll go to the next question while JB deals with Lola. She's been just feisty lately. Okay. Any tips for representation of plus size bodies in kink? So much of what's online is very thin. The only real, I have two tips and both are imperfect. Won't work for everybody. Both might not work for for, um, too many people. But one is if all you're seeing are very thin people, it's time to go look elsewhere. The, The plus size bodies, the disabled bodies, the different bodies than what main, put air quotes around that, mainstream uh, kink, or there's no mainstream. What's what's the word I want? Like the more common uh, kink images or what the algorithm will feed you. 
they're out there. You just have to go find them. The algorithm doesn't naturally bring to the surface anything that doesn't fit typically Western beauty standards. Um, for people who talk about disability and kink who may also be portraying um, themselves or, or other people be connected to other people who show their kink selves online. Uh, we do have a list of uh, resources on lovingbdsm.net. I'm not saying you'll find people who are disabled and showing off their bodies on like Instagram <laughs> that way, but it, it's a, a path inward. Um, and then it's sort of uh, doing a lot of scrolling until you come across somebody and you go, wait, that's not super thin airbrushed fantasy style. That body looks like mine. Mm -hmm. um, you're more likely to see something like that on FetLife than you are um, in like an Instagram, Facebook, even Twitter kind of scenario. Um, so that's one, go look for them. If you're not seeing them automatically, you gotta go look for them. And I don't have any good hashtags other than plus size and then BDSM or kink or bodies yeah. or whatever. Um, the other thing is to the extent that you are comfortable and not everybody is, if you are comfortable in a place either like FetLife or like a, um, a main social media platform within the rules and regulations of those platforms, if you're comfortable, be the person. If you're not seeing the thing you wanna see, mm -hmm. if it's right for you, make the thing you wanna see. I mean, that's been true of creators of all genres, of all types of all forever, right? <laughs> so if you're comfortable in a rope scene, having a picture of you taken, and even if you like selectively edit it down, I do that all the time, be that person, create that feed for yourself. Two things, one, it can be, if it's the right thing for you, it can be empowering to do it. It's not true for everybody, but it's true for some. Two, you are teaching algorithms, hey, this is what I post. So then algorithms right. go, oh, well, let me show you a little bit more of what that looks like. Um, and then you can find things that way. A third option, if it's available to you, go to your local munch or dungeon or party or whatever, because that's where you see everybody type ever. True, true. <laughs> the internet, even the people who not everybody, obviously, but most people posting to the internet are trying to show you their best side, their most carefully edited version, their, their highlights reel. Um, and if what you wanna see is all the dimples, all the scars, all the lumps, all the bumps, all the weird imperfections, uh, nothing um, makes that easier to do than a real life situation, assuming it's available to you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for, for images, for sure, like FetLife, yep is gonna be a treasure trove because it's where there's, do they have to censor certain kinks because financiers have way too much say over the rest of our lives? Yes, okay, finance industry does that. But 99% of what you might ever wanna see that's kink related, that's um, explicit, you're gonna find in a place like FetLife. True, true. So, so, yep. But yeah, if you have access to in-person community, you will be surprised at the amount of people you're like, they look like they could have been at the PTA meeting with me, right? Like, or depending on where you live and the, the demographic makeup of your just general area, I typically, typically go either, oh my God, they could be my kid, 18 and older, or, oh my God, they could be my grandpa. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a range out there and you'll be amazed yeah. at what you see. Would you add anything? You covered it quite well. 
Next question. Are, do we mm-hmm. have any major fun ideas or plans for next year, whether work or personal life? <laughs> Every time I try and plan for some good stuff, yeah. the the new year goes hold my beer. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see if you could survive this first. Um, well, funny somebody should ask that because there is something that has been on my mind mm. that I was going to bring up for which would be late next year. Okay. 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 So we got like a year you're saying. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. Um kind of bandied the idea about a few times or it's been brought up mm-hmm. and um just in light of certain things i was like i would really like for us to see if it is at all possible that we could work away for next christmas to see tso live Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I yes. Every year I've thought about that, and then my I mind know. is like a sieve, because you have to go look for tickets like six months early minimum. Exactly. And then I forget, and I've thought many, many years, I wish I could have surprised him with Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets. And when do I remember? December 1. Right. <laughs> when it's too damn late to get tickets. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't budgeted for it, because they ain't cheap. Yes. Um, I would like... I. So far, it looks like I've been presented with a slightly new-ish work opportunity that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of taking, still freelance kind of stuff. Um, because with some of your health stuff, I think it's it'll be good for our yeah. ability to pay the mortgage if I take it. But I'm kind of curious about it. But I want to really do, I want to, I want to like, I think get out of my comfort zone and like do more with our existing loving BDSM kink community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, there's two levels of the community. There's the broad community that listens to the podcast and watches the live streams and videos and shows up when you can for those kinds of things. And then there's sort of the next layer in of the community that's like on our Patreon or on the YouTube mm-hmm. membership thing or whatever. And I feel like I don't do as much as I could for that layer of community. And so I've got some right. ideas and thoughts about that that are kind of exciting, but also they terrify me because if I say I'm going to do them, then I feel I've got to commit to it. And I have this really horrible thing about not remembering I'm allowed to change my mind <laughs> and feeling pressure. And then the pressure makes me not want to do a thing. And then it sends me into an anxiety spiral and isn't life fun. So, <laughs> um, yeah, my when I try to think of next year, we've been so sort of burned by the past two years that I'm terrified to try to plan anything for. I mean, this this yeah this this year, sure. in in many ways, and it it's not ending on a great note. Um, there were a lot of things I had planned for the, that I had wanted to do for this fall mm-hmm. that right now are kind of mm-hmm. on on hold to see what the next few weeks will bring. Right, which we'll talk about in the bonus section. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to try mm-hmm. to have big ideas and grand plans yeah. because the universe keeps kind of go- swatting us going, "No. Right. I calm mean, the fuck down. We you don't get you to know, do big things." We you know, yeah, I mean as far as big things, I'd be happy with little things right now. Um, you know, we have a number of um, community museums here and community theaters and, and things that, you know, non-kink. would love. Yeah, <laughs> non, non, yeah, 
that that I would love to sure. you know explore more of. Yeah, we're kind of right now, as of the date of recording, in a weird holding pattern. We'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to sort of say what do we want to do. Right. <laughs> I'm afraid because the universe doesn't seem, doesn't seem to like it when I make big plans. Mm-hmm. Next question, and I will say we have an entire episode on this for the person who might be listening, um, but we'll try and give a, a brief synopsis answer. What does it mean to be a sexual submissive? Does it mean a person who just likes to be told what to do in the bedroom only, or does it mean a more 24-7 dynamic where you're available to your partner whenever, or is it more nuanced than that, meaning a submissive who has specific protocols around sex, i.e. performing a specific sexual act at a specific time of day? The answer is yes, it can be all of that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can it, be all of that. It, it's it. It could be it, none it, of that. You could have a whole other way that you figure out for right. yourself. Right. It's like like anything else in in king community or life. It's a spectrum, so it can you know be from one end to the other. What works for you? What what would you? What appeals your, to you? What what appeals to you and your partner? Mm-hmm. Um, the way I define myself as a sexual submissive, it is literally just one facet of my overall kink self. I t- when I have to start identifying myself, I'm like I'm a service sub, I'm a baby girl, I'm a masochist, mm-hmm. I'm a sexual submissive. Now I'm also in a 24 seven power exchange relationship. So all those facets get blended in, okay? Mm-hmm. So as a sexual submissive, what that means for me is that um, when we're having sex, I'm still absolutely in a submissive role. I don't function at all outside of that. <laughs> you get a good 10 to 30 seconds of me trying to act like I'm trying to like start something. And then my mind goes blank and you better take over or we're not doing shit. <laughs> Uh, I know that the hard way because I had other partners who clearly were not tops or doms because that 30 seconds would pass and we'd just stare at one another blankly. Nothing was happening. They were lost and confused, so was I. Um, In our relationship with what we've negotiated, technically I'm sexually available whenever he wants within parameters that he needs to be aware of, my health, Am I in the middle? Have I asked him, please? No, not please don't wake me up at 3 a.m. anymore. Thanks. We did <laughs> right. have that conversation. Um, am I physically even capable of having sex right now? That kind of yeah. thing. Um, and for us, it permeates. But it and for some people I know, that just means that they are on, the only time they're submissive to their partner is during sex in the bedroom. And when they walk out of that situation, there's no that, more power exchange. For right. Them. That's valid too. So it's anything and everything you can imagine sexual submission to be that is negotiated and consented to with you and a partner. Correct. So hopefully that helps. But we do have an entire episode on that in our archive. Mm. How can I help my dom feel his most dom self? Mm. What do you need to feel your most dom self? The first thing is talk talk to him about it. Ask yeah. him what would help him. What does he what does he think would help him? That's the always the first step. Beyond that, what ideas? What would um, help you? For, for you, I, I think it's I, because of the way we, we are, you know, in our relationship now, um, it's, it's the way you handle your daily tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, when something comes up and you're unsure, you're always like, you know, come to me and ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think? What should we do about this? How should we handle this? Um, for me, it's, it's those things. Yeah. You know, um, I know if I find myself needing something, you know, I can come to you and say, Hey, baby girl, you know, I, can you need you to do this for me? Right. And, 
you know, you you take care of it. You lean into your role and I go, okay. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would help most anybody feel their, whatever their role is, their most. Right. It's a timing thing though. If you lean into your Dom role at a time that I'm drowning in life admin well, stuff, I can't respond necessarily in my best submissive way. And mm-hmm then I'm not able to help you feel your most dom self. I'm probably right. going, you want me to what? And then going, oh, she said submissively. <laughs> <laughs> Roll my tongue back in my mouth and let's try that again. Um, but. Yeah, you, you kind of got to know your audience. Right. And, and the timing is everything. <laughs> right, and right. Um, yeah, I know that one of the things I, I do when I don't do it, just to help you feel like the big D, I will also do it to help me feel like my little S kind of self. I'll ask you for things. I'll ask you for permission or I'll mm-hmm. ask you to help me decide something or um, that I wouldn't normally do. Or I'll go, hey, we ha- there's a decision that has to be made. Here are the options. Can you please decide? But even then, timing is everything. If I hit him up at a time when he's not in that mindset or mm-hmm. things are going off the rails, I'm not necessarily helping him get into the you know, feel his dom self. I'm adding stress. All right, it's just bad timing. So, which can be a source of conflict. Going back to a previous question. Okay, we have there. We can't get to everything. I want to do a couple that we could do quickly. Okay. Okay. One. Uh, what's your favorite music to sing to? Sorry, I know it's been asked before, but I can't remember. To sing to. Scene. Oh, scene Kink to. Scene. Okay. Scene. Um. Ooh, we we have a playlist. Um, yeah, we in general we like driving, thumping. Yes, uh, rock-ish music. So yeah. hard rock, classic rock. Um, you like Bond? Yep. Bond. Which is a cello, violin, string. Um, string. They are a um a. a they they are considered contemporary classical. Gotcha. We like okay. groups like Godsmack, A Wall right. Nation. Um, Here we go. Bon yeah. Jovi. Bon Jovi. Guns N' Roses. Um, Lincoln Park. Godsmack. Right. Um, Lacuna Coil. So you know, there's there's some of them. Evanescence. Yeah. Typically, if if there's some fast or slow, if there's a driving, thumping, throbbing sound to it we're probably Mm -hmm. into it yeah um next one that i think we can do quickly how much is enough research to start trying a new kink in this particular uh, especially wax um i i think with anything like that when you're doing research um it's when you feel comfortable and you understand the risks that when i was thinking about the question that was this part of what came to mind i was like okay my the way i broke it down from for this was Mm -hmm. do you understand the basics of how to do it at a beginner level wax play is light the can pick the right candle Mm -hmm. light the candle let the wax melt pour the candle that's the bare minimum yeah do you know some some not all because you'll never know all best practices have you had enough like looking around listening ask questions to hear little tips and tricks like Mm -hmm. um the one we share most often is before you pour the melted wax blow out the candle or snuff it if you're like wait we live in a time of covid rsv and flu don't blow on anything but (laughs) right like uh make the flame go out (laughs) yeah and you know like a tip like use put an oil-based cream on the skin to help with easier uh, removal and then also 
Do you know what the risks are? Right. And what to do if things go off the rails? Yeah. What to do to deal with a burn? What to do if another kink thing you're doing doesn't work? I mean, like, that, that kind of that's, stuff. That's where rack, I think, yeah. you know, risk aware consensual kink. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to understand anything we do, whether it's from, um, and, I, and I hate to say it this way, but, you know, like a simple spanking, mm-hmm. okay? carries a certain risk everything you know, we do has risks. Er, everything we do has risks and you know you you learn what you can about everything there is and it are you comfortable with the risks right and then the one thing that i think is like it's not in the what do you need to learn but it's the before you have a full-on scene mm-hmm. before you finally seen with the new thing you're trying to try you need to do a practice run. That's not right. a scene. The example here being wax, before you ever poured it on my back, my butt, my mm-hmm. chest, my anything that was highly like the erogenous zone we were going for, yep. you poured it on yourself right. first, just a little bit. Like it wasn't like you didn't cover yourself in wax. And then when we were testing candles for ourselves to figure out what I was okay with, you tested it on my arm. We were literally at our kitchen table. Yeah. Uh, no kids are around, but you know what I mean? Like then we were ready for a scene because we had a little bit of practical, like we had gone through the steps. And mm-hmm. also I had had a chance to give feedback on the thing we were gonna use to do that scene. Right. So that's when we were then ready to start the scene. Yeah. You can't possibly know every single solitary thing about a new kink before you start it. No. You'll never, like you'll probably never know every tip that you could possibly know to make it slightly better or slightly different. You do, you learn that as you go. Learning is ongoing. In right. The, in Some this of lifestyle. what you're going to learn, you're going to learn through the actual experience of doing it. But yeah, I think if you have those basics, mm-hmm. then you're good to go. I mean, don't overthink one, it too much. One, one thing I have to say when we were at, at, at Woodshed for the, the shopping extravaganza, um, one of the things that made my little sadistic heart sore was I heard numerous times, um, you know, uh, the big D's, the sadists say, well, you know, I'm going to try this on me first. That's how we do every toy we get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been doing that for years. And, and when I hear others, mm-hmm. you know, saying that and, and ascribing to that, like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna, this is the last question. Okay. We know we're leaving some unanswered, we're sorry, but this one was a fun one, so I was like, let's okay. end on this. You two are so playful. Is it that way all the time? If so, how do you keep it light slash kinky with the kids? We're, <laughs> <laughs> when we're playful, like you typically see us here, it is because we are in a really good mood. Right. Or we are trying to maintain a good mood for the other or even ourselves because (laughs) life has gone off the rails and our (laughs) options are to laugh or cry. Right. Um, We are not always this playful all of the time. No. But it's like sometimes we're just like lumps on the couch. We're not actually even talking to one another. I'm Um, I'm playing a game on my phone and she's scrolling through reels. And I'm sending you reels left, right, and center, right? You know, so... Um, but are those reels things that I think will make him either go ah or laugh his ass off? Yes. Yeah. Um, the the part of us that's playful, that's the sarcastic, snarky, for me, sassy sides. <laughs> that's part of our personalities. So that permeates yeah. everything. That's conversation at the dinner table with the kids. That's mm-hmm. trying to talk about going to the grocery store. That's our power exchange. Um, 
the way we keep things, our power exchange going even with kids around is that the parts of our power exchange that are meaningful to us from the outside looking in don't look like power exchange. Right. The rules I follow, the thing, the, the tasks and, and routines and protocols and all that, they are only meaningful to us, but to anybody who doesn't know what they're looking at, it looks like I'm just really polite and I make the best cup of coffee. So I always make the coffee. Um, or, you know, I always put out other people's plates before I put my own. Nobody's really paying attention that I probably gave JB his food before I gave anybody else their food. Um, you know, those, uh, some things are just behind doors. Me asking for JB's permission for something does not necessarily look like asking for JB's permission mm -hmm. in front of the kids. It is, oh, I'm gonna have to, cause they call him Mr. John. I'm gonna have to talk to Mr. John about that. They just know that we negotiate everything and we don't make a decision until we're on the same page. Right. But you and I know that I'm coming to you going, what do you think? Right. Um, I'll tell you if I feel strongly what the answer should be. And when we disagree, that can be a source of strife and stress, but thankfully we mostly agree these days. Um, so this part of our personality comes through whenever it's just natural for it to do in all parts of our life. The power exchange doesn't look like power exchange. I don't call him daddy in front of anybody no. except y'all, quite frankly, or if I'm like at the dungeon, I, I don't even do it at a munch because I don't always know if a server is kink aware or whatever. Like, you know, the collar, to me, it looks, my collar looks like a collar, but not everybody clocks it that way. Mm -hmm. So I just wear it and we move on with our life. Um, so yeah, that's just the playful side. If <laughs> When we're not being playful, it's usually because we're just fucking exhausted right? <laughs> or we're in conflict or life. The stress of life is at that point. It's at that middle point where we can't laugh it off or we've just or ma laugh to make ourselves feel a little or, better. Or we're <laughs> at a point where we are just so busy. We are just like mm -hmm. banging through mm -hmm. what's in front of us. Exactly. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your question. Thank you yep. everybody for Thanks your questions. For all the questions. So many questions. I'm right. so sorry for the ones that we, um, skipped through i have them saved on my phone um maybe at our friday night do lolly i'll pull them out yeah i think it's december 16th whatever that friday of that week is i think it's the 16th that's <laughs> our friday night live stream hangout it is a q a it is the last one before we go on our like winter break that we do where we don't have um podcasts or live streams or anything i have already asked JB, if there can be an alcoholic beverage served at that one, because I found a recipe that was right up his alley with peppermint, chocolate, and I think Irish, uh, Bailey's Irish, whatever, mm -hmm. that. And he said, well, we'll have to go to the, the liquor store and get the stuff. And I went, okay. Yeah, it would be six, the 16th. And when it's seen, I remembered the date this time. So for those of you whose questions I did not answer, I will do my best yeah. to answer them for that live stream and take questions from. There you go. That way everybody gets a little something. All right, right. So those are all the questions we're answering this time. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna do a bonus section. Yes. So. Okay. So uh, are we good? <sighs> it's not for me to say. Keep, Keep it, it kinky y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Talk to the crickets, please. Yeah. Nothing's gonna stop you, so I guess so. You could.
could stop me. But then I, the workaround is I would just keep talking to, to you. Me, I and know. say everything I want to say to the crickets, but I'd be talking to you. I haven't thought about this at all. Now, I could say, baby girl, stand down and don't say anything. But you didn't. But- <laughs> but you didn't. You just raised it as a hypothetical. So you could, but you didn't, at least not yet. So may I talk to the crickets, yet. please? May I talk to the crickets, please? <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Spock pointed out as we were talking about the type of music that we like, mm-hmm. uh, he, he made a connection that I, I have made before. Um, and now I can't find the comment, but basically it was like, no, oh, you like the thuddy driving uh music <laughs> much like i like thuddy sensations i do i like the deeper like feel it in my soul thing i don't like surface level i don't like hummy buzzy stingy like i don't mm-mm, mm-mm. i need it to feel like it's jackhammering into the depths of my soul and my body that's what i do when i'm playing the drums to the music no on your no ass. no you you singy things is <laughs> no no my soul is like left in the cold and my skin is crying no i don't like that <laughs> so so uh now podcast listeners would not be able to see this so they wouldn't know but live stream and video folk uh, would know and a couple of comments on it you are wearing what we call affectionately your girdle yeah uh, that's his back brace y'all and you're mm-hmm. sitting in your office chair not the little chair we use for recording correct and at 8 15 the morning of recording we were at the orthopedic doctor's office yeah uh, <laughs> what would you like to share about all of that? well um i was supposed to have a a follow-up appointment with the orthopedic um at the end of this month on the 30th Mm-hmm. And that got pushed up. Yeah. Um, at my request. I have not been doing great in regards to my back. Thankfully, it didn't take him like weeks and weeks before he told me. Just no, a few days. No. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I am... You know, and, and understandably so, I'm supposed to be getting more exercise, walking. Um, he even told me bicycling was okay if I could. Um, walking has become problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that prompted me to push this up, um, I'm slight numbness on both feet. Mm-hmm. And um, we went downtown here where we live to see the uh christmas lights Mm -hmm. they you know do a big thing we missed it because we were in orlando that uh that day the day they actually like turn the lights on that they they turn the lights on they do a big thing they turn the lights on they have local bands playing and and um stuff like that and um you know the, the following weekend i was like let's go downtown and you know walk and see the lights and um it it was a nice evening we enjoyed we we walked you know sat in the town square where they have the big tree and we walked to get a coffee at starbucks and you know came back and walked and sat and did some more walking uh the next day i was in agony now Um, did he tell me no no he didn't and um it it has become a a a cycle over the last few weeks 
where uh, the pain in my lower back spikes. If I do not have um, pain, then it manifests as weakness in my legs. There are times we joke where I do my drunken sailor walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's not been good. I, I We contacted the, the orthos office, explained to them what was going on, and, and they were like, when do you want to come in <laughs> yeah i think we reached out to them on a thursday and they wanted they, they were like we can get you in monday and we went right. okay and then they called monday. monday unfortunately the doctor wasn't feeling well yeah so then we were able to go today wednesday today um so where we are at right now I am scheduled next week for a procedure. An injection, epidural injection. Epidural injection. For um, anybody who knows spines in the L4, L5 region. Yeah. Um, they are going to do that to try and see if that will... Reduce the inflammation. Re- reduce the inflammation so I can get moving mm-hmm. a little bit better. Because they're and, like, and are you doing your core exercises? You're like, I would love to, but... No, I, I, it hurts I can't. too much. Every everything hurts, or or I, you know, um, I I can't stand, or right. You know. So, um, yeah, they're 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 going to do the injection next week, um, a week from tomorrow, mm-hmm. and um, see what that brings, and if that does not. Right. Then we go to the next step. Next step. Which is likely is surgery. From yeah. everything we've been told and everything we've researched, if the injections don't work, yeah, we're off to surgery. But we don't know which procedures specifically because of you've got the uh, bulging disc on both sides. Right. And then the, I can't remember the exact, anybody who knows spines will know this better than I do, but the channel of the spine that's where all mm-hmm. that comes out is very constricted. Yeah. So it's like which of the 80 million possible procedures will this be and how invasive will it be right Mm -hmm. so um that's kind of where we're at um so yeah i i wear the back brace um i have been taking the medication they prescribe me somewhat conservatively Mm -hmm. but um you're about to have to stop because five days Completely, before the yes. procedure, he can't be on the medic the specific medications he's on that are working for him. Yeah. So I don't know what that'll mean for next Wednesday's live stream, y'all. Uh, if he's in pain, out look, it's a Reddit reaction. You know, that's just <laughs> nothing but me ranting. Um, I'll try not to cry on camera, but if he's yeah. in pain next Wednesday, he does. Your phone's ringing. He does not have to stream. So, but yeah, he has to stop the several types of medications um five days before the procedure right of those medications most of them on the list are things he takes as needed for pain right (laughs) (laughs) he'll be allowed to take extra strength tylenol (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a rocky five days Mm y'all and then you can't even take them again until one day after the procedure right so the, the day Oh my God, we're supposed to live stream that Friday night after your procedure. This will be interesting. It'll, this will be it'll, interesting. It'll, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. Well, we'll figure it out. We yep. always do. We'll that's figure right. It out. That's right. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of where 
it's at. That's kind of where I'm at in this mess. Um, you know, last night I felt pretty good and I opted not to take any of my medication. I ended up tossing and turning most of the night and uh, feeling a fair bit of pain today, which is why, you know, I wear the back brace most days as it is anyway. But, um, you know, that's why the the good chair, the good chair the today. Good chair, yeah. 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 Um, Safi Hawk was mentioning um, having access to a pool. We technically have a community pool literally up the street from us, but it's yeah. only open three months a year. And this is not one of those months. I know. Um, but you were looking into a local gym membership that's highly rated like on Nextdoor, which take that with a grain of salt yeah but i know sometimes right? they have some good tips well there. it's not that it, they highly rated it on next door i found somebody talking about it that they right teach. but you were saying oh okay well you then were saying that people were talking about the reviews i looked ah, up okay on. sorry i misinterpreted either yeah. way the price is actually pretty good right and they have classes and they have pool stuff right they they have an indoor pool um Yeah, they, they, they have an indoor pool, which that was one thing which was recommended to me. If I have access to a pool, yes, to do, mm -hmm. you know, aquatic exercises. They also have a hot tub. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I've been investigating it. Um, they are not over, they, they do not appear to be over the top expensive. No, they actually um, offer, it's an annual, you pay an annual amount. But when yeah. I was doing the math, it's cheaper than a Planet Fitness. And I was like, okay, so where are they making money then? And I imagine it's probably if they do like personal, personal training, training or like one-on-one yes. -on -one kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just going to ride it out until next week and see what uh, mm -hmm. what that brings. Yeah, and then they have, you have a follow-up like early January. Correct. So like January 3rd or something. 3rd, January 3rd. So we'll go through the break and you'll, you'll have the opportunity to just really rest while we're on our break. And we'll know by then if you're making progress or not. Right. So it's, you know, the question somebody asked about, what are you planning for next year? Like part of my brain is... What if JB has surgery, which is is fine. I yeah. had surgery this last year and, right. you know, it ended up being fine. But what if he has surgery and it's not the kind where you're, you, you know, only have a one day hospital stay. What if right. it's a long-term recovery process? And mm -hmm. so trying to make plans for next year is like, I don't even know what next year is going to look like exactly. yet. Exactly. So it's. So that's, yeah. that's uh, kind of where I'm at in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I've still been working every day out in the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, I do look forward to that. I, you know, I wear my, my back brace when I go. Um, oddly enough, I am okay when I am in the shop. Um, I wear my work boots. Yeah, big heavy-duty boots. You know, Wolverine-style work boots that, you know, lace up past the ankles. Um they actually help me they you know they they give me some support on my my feet and ankles that uh, kind of help i don't want to wear my work boots all <laughs> all day every day all day right? and you know into the evening but you know they they do kind of help and i'm i'm okay um 
you know, and I, I break my days up. There's sometimes I'm standing at the lathe for a little while, then I'll sit down at the scroll saw for a little while and, you know, kind of break it up mm-hmm. that way. So, you know, I've still been working, still been been uh, doing that stuff. I just move a little slower. Yeah. Not. It's, it's strange and a little humorous, but not really, navigating some of the situations we hadn't really thought about before. The kids have Christmas concerts with their respective bands next yeah. week. Well, one, the oldest, will be at like the super nice auditorium at the local community college. Those typically have decent <laughs> seats. But the youngest will be playing in his middle school cafeteria where seating oh is the cafeteria seating. It's the benches. For middle schoolers. For middle school, the tables, it's like, it's awful. You couldn't go to his last concert because you were in the middle of dealing with this. Right. And I went and sat and I was there for an hour and my back hurt and I'm fine. So we've yeah. been talking about it. I know you don't want to miss it again. No. You had to miss it the first time because you weren't even recovery. Like you were not able to do anything. Well, we went, we went, um, I don't remember what it was, what it was for, but we went to something, we attended something at his school that was in the cafeteria and, uh, you knew then i we sat on on the cafeteria seats and, and i was just like i, I right. cannot do this so we're planning because you want to be able to go now again mm. you will have you'll be in the middle of not being able to take your pain meds so who knows yeah. what next week will look like <laughs> but prior to that we were like so do we just bring like our outdoor seats that we know yeah. you can sit in like we just bring our own right. chairs which i I don't give a fuck. Look at me crazy. I already walk into these places as the only one with brightly colored hair. I have zero fucks to give. Uh, Do I get side eye from a lot of parents? Yeah, the fuck I do. Don't care. So if we walk in strapped up with our own damn chairs, I don't care. Like we'll be out of, we'll make sure we're out of the way and you know, whatever. But that's, these are the kinds of conversations we're having now where for us, that's, that's not a thing that you normally have to think about. Well, we, even before, this all started in the end of September. We were well, having those types of we, conversations. We were having, though. I mean, my, are my, the seats comfortable my, for you? my back has been a problem since, sure. you know, my, my forties. It, it's something I have had to contend with. Um, just the nature, um, early on in life, I did a lot of physical labor mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it has wrought what it has wrought. Um, over time managing it, it, it has progressed. And, right. You know, this is sort of the natural progression. Of right. It. And, um, you know, even even up to this point, you know, over the last few years, I, I knew and had looked, you know, to consider what kind of seating arrangements we were going to yeah, be in. Yeah, around town, we know the good <laughs> auditoriums for watching concerts yeah. and the not so good. Right, right. <laughs> we're like, oh, and, we don't mind going to that one. Those you know, right, right now at this point, it, it is even... It's at the top of the list of concerns. Right, because if you sit in an uncomfortable chair for too long, then you're fucked for at least a day or two. Yeah. So, and now, yeah, now with where you're at, it's even worse. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it's strange things that you maybe didn't always think about. You have to, at some point, sort of think about and go, okay, let's let's make a plan. Uh, But you you were, I think, part of my kind of, like, attitude about it and trying to talk about it was because what you said was, do you, you think we should not like you didn't think bringing your own chair was a good idea for you it was absolutely a good idea it's what it's the best choice that we can think of it yeah. was more of a should i do this 
in this place and i'm over here going fuck yeah do it (laughs) i who purposely even with blue ass hair don't really like to be perceived in certain spaces i get like i like it's almost like i put on sort of an armor of attitude like yeah fucking stare at me i don't give a fuck uh i always give a fuck but (laughs) i try really hard not to and that was the one where i was like oh do you need me to swagger in holding the fucking chair so you feel better we'll do that okay I don't care. <laughs> yeah. well, you are not going to like feel like you can't participate just because you need an accommodation that the school can't provide. You have to provide right. your own. We're going to do it. I don't care Why what not? people think. So. But I do think that also also means that we haven't been to the movies in forever. We were supposed to go see Wakanda forever. Black Panther 2. We haven't. I no. don't even know if it's still in the theaters at this point. Um, but we used to go to the cheapy theater because, you know broke ass bitches um yeah like six bucks a seat here, yeah you know? did your feet stick to the floor yes. yes could you be guaranteed that your seat had an armrest no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see a movie on an actual giant screen for cheap yeah i think we'll be going to the good one from now on with yeah. the good recliner right yeah and the yeah. assigned seating i know also that makes me want to plan a family movie night if it's on, still in theaters on, on the upside with that at least you can buy the tickets in advance and, and pick your seats yeah. And then you can just hit the button and let your feet just go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I have, I have some weakness on my right side, so I can't actually lift my legs up to show you what that means, but you can imagine <laughs> it. I was at the chiropractor myself yesterday going, okay, so my, yeah. my, the numbness and tingling in my hands is getting better, but the right side of my body is like, I've lost some mobility here. Next thing you know, she's twisting my neck around like it's a lasso <laughs> and jumping on my back. She was not really. <laughs> no. uh, so we're falling apart over here. <laughs> but we're doing it together and attempting to keep our good humor. And when we can't keep our good humor, we use our snarky, sarcastic humor mm-hmm. to cope. Yeah. And so. when in doubt, we'll make that peppermint uh, alcoholic beverage. Yes. And drown our sorrows. And and let me re-ruin your holiday favorites from your childhood. Fuck you. <laughs> so look, all I do is I watch <laughs> these little cartoony Christmas programs with him. And I ask... Like the Rudolph obvious the questions. Reindeer, Frosty, uh, Frosty the, snowman. the Snowman. That child wandered out of town on a train <laughs> with a snowman and no adult asked where the fuck she was. And she was not wearing long pants to cover up her legs. You're, these are obvious questions that need to be answered. In the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas one, I don't know why Lucy gets all the fucking hate. Bitches get shit done. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. I, I am. It, if I'm I thought sorry. we could watch these as a group, like through the, the stream or whatever, without copyright violation and like getting completely like taken off the internet, I would. But I can't. Like, there's minimum groups that can do stuff. It's, it's a fucking pain, but yeah. <laughs> but look, see, I bring a smile to, to your face, a tear to your eye, uh, <laughs> and, and pain. In all of you, usually to your head, that's uh, how you know you're still alive. You're welcome. I keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Enough about me. What do you got? I've been working. I had a bad, what, I just called it a bad brain day yesterday. <laughs> so I am not diagnosed with anything uh, new. <laughs> uh, I don't. It, 
intend to go seek out an ADHD diagnosis. I'm not sure. I don't feel like I would need the support that tends to come with a diagnosis, although I love understanding myself and that would be my driving point to find out if I really do have ADHD. But I see a lot of similarities between things that happen to me and things that are like common ADHD traits. And so part of me walks through life going, I think I, I might be. And yesterday was one of those examples. <laughs> I had an appointment with a chiropractor at 2.15 yesterday afternoon. Now, when I get home from dropping off the 13 year old, that's usually around 9.30, 9.45 at the latest if I had like had an errand. That's let's say 9.45 to be conservative. 9.45 to 2.15, that's a lot of hours. I could have gotten a lot of shit done. Some things I told myself, you want to work on these things. This is a good, fine day to do it. You don't have a lot of like things pulling at your attention and you just have this 2.15 appointment, except I could do nothing productive <laughs> because I spent the whole day waiting for it to be really one one fifty, so I could leave for the 2.15 appointment. Like, and the whole time, it's not like, I don't know what's going on. There's this like voice in my brain going, you could be doing this, you could be doing that. And then there's this competing voice going, no, you can't, you can't. You have you have the appointment at 2.15, the appointment's at 2.15. So I did, I, I dicked around all morning. I did little piddly shit that ultimately are technically things that kind of need to be done, but none of them were the important things. While I watched the... Sure, he's fallen apart at the seams, but he's mostly mentally uh, well. I watched you be productive as fuck. And I'm like, I know I have the ability to be productive. I know I, ha I do that. There are days I absolutely do that. What? And I just, and every time I was like, go do the thing. Then I also forgot to eat. Like time got completely away from me. And I was, I looked down and I went, I'm waiting for the appointment, but shouldn't I have lunch? And then my brain went, but you're waiting for the appointment. So I wandered mm -hmm. into the diagnosed with ADHD kids room and went, does this, does this sound familiar to you? And he went, yeah, yeah, mom. He's like, mom, me and his little brother, we know you're not neurotypical. We know what he says is we know you're crazy. Well, I know too, but he's like, yeah, mom, you got ADHD. I'm like, I don't know that I have ADHD. I'm not gonna claim that for myself, but also, <laughs> And even after the appointment, you would think, oh, the thing you've been waiting for all day has completely opened up. You now have the rest of your day to, to just be present. Nope, nope. Brain, it was like there were gerbils in there. The whole rest <laughs> of the... So. Yeah. Do I have ADHD? I, I don't know, I may never know. <laughs> Do I find commonality with some of the uh, more common traits. Yeah. Yeah. I can identify with some of those things. <laughs> Junie says, there's our Twitch content. <laughs> Kayla ruins childhoods. <laughs> Thank you, Safi. Safi said self-diagnosis is a hundred percent valid. Yeah. I don't feel like I've I can go deep enough to maybe do a self-diagnosis because some of the things, when I try to figure out who I am and why, like, am I masking? Am I not masking? Is it, I, ha I can't tell the difference between what is a thing I do because this is who I am and uh, it's a coping mechanism from my childhood. <laughs> like, mm, I don't know. The joke, the joke between me and the kid was, well, he's like, I got I got some extra Adderall. Do you want to just take a pill, see what it does for you? I went, I don't think I'm supposed to do that. 
for the record, for the FBI agent who might be listening, that's a joke, and I'm not going to take unprescribed to me stimulants things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. So that's me. Aren't y'all glad JB, like, sent it over my way and said it was my turn? (sighs) Gosh. Anyway. Hmm. Yeah. So... That's us. That's been this Q&A episode and bonus section. Uh, We're here. We're rolling with the punches. I've got some thoughts of things I kind of think I'd like us to do a little differently next year, but we have to have our business meeting. And it has to fit with whatever new chaos the universe decides to throw Mm -hmm. at us for 2023. Here's chaos that I know is coming. The 17-year-old graduates and starts college next year. Yeah. I'm very excited. He's very excited. But who the hell knows what that's going to do? So, <sighs> whatever. All I know is that it's FBI agents who are constantly <laughs> listening in. I'm sure they send each other notes, okay? Like those little folded up and special. Y'all know. Some of y'all know. Yeah. They text FBI agent over here or something, text their DEA. And then they send friend. it over to the DEA, yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way. This is, on, this is your jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't really map Silent Wings, so I can't I can't answer that. And see, that's another thing. I know if I have too much caffeine, I can't sleep at night. Like, I've, I've tested that, so. <sighs> okay, we're going to go now. Yep. Uh, we love y'all. Thanks for sticking with thanks us to the for, bitter uh, end. Thanks for joining us today, folks, mm-hmm. and thank you for the well wishes. And, and your time you know, and fingers, attention. Fingers crossed that everything goes well next week. Yeah, hopefully we'll both be here to report on that on some yeah. of new developments and old developments and mm-hmm. what's going to happen but if if somebody hurts somebody doesn't have to be here so and i will promise no i won't promise not to cry i'll try not to cry <laughs> if i'm alone okay we're gonna go okay bye bye